know that each stage of life is unique and can be hard. We also know that you may have questions through it all. So meet Harvest with Sierra and Lee. We want to be with you in the moments of uncertainty and bring light and life to each question. Are we qualified to be giving advice? Barely. But we know some powerful women who are. Every other week, we'll bring you a podcast that we hope will encourage you, make you laugh, point you towards joy, help you think rightly about your season and the Lord. So let's reap an abundant harvest together. I'm Lee. I'm Sierra. And we have a third special guest again in the closet, <laughs> but you don't get to know who it is yet. We have um, our March favorites coming up today, which was a little harder this time. Seriously. Because of our third <laughs> guest. And we've got a few books and some new music that we want to talk to you guys about. And just a couple of life updates. We've got lots of babies, lots of new house projects, and mm-hmm. some more spring cleaning. Thanks for joining us today. Friends, we are so excited to tell you about our brand new addition to the Closet Podcast Harvest Season 2 episodes. It has been a long time coming. <laughs> the longest. The longest time coming. So, I mean, technically, they were here when we started in November. That's true. I mean, they've been oh my with gosh. us the entire time. Been with me since July. That's right. Actually, June 25th, if you ask me. July, if you ask my OB. (laughs) (laughs) So who's here today? Um, It's just my little, well, he's not six pounds, ten ounces anymore, but just this little baby, Crew Thomas. Crew is in the closet with us, you guys, and we've been in here for maybe 45 minutes not recording, just chatting (laughs) and holding him. We should have been recording the whole time, but I cannot get enough of this baby. He is super tan. He is tan. He is. So, also, thank you to everyone who, when I posted a picture on Instagram, thank you to all the people who were worried about him having jaundice. Oh, no. Did you get a lot of remarks? I did. I did, yeah. He does not have jaundice. Um, He's been checked quite a few times because of his very tan skin compared to our very pasty bodies. So, you and Ethan. We're we're both very pasty people. What in the world? And he is very dark-headed with bright blue eyes. And so grateful that he's here and not in my belly. Amen. Such a good time. So, really, this is also not just an introduction, but a disclaimer. Yeah. Uh, Sierra always does an awesome job editing out any unforeseen circumstances. Children crying, children screaming, (laughs) closet doors being opened, um, you know, all that sort of stuff. But, just heads up, we might get some whimpers, some cries, some screams here and there. I'll do my best. (laughs) Um, if you hear Lee stuttering on this episode, um, it was not actually her stuttering. It was just uh, some lack of great editing. Yeah, we just we try different. We just try different things, and sometimes they work out great, and then sometimes it makes me stutter. I didn't even notice. Uh, yeah, and I listened to it twice. I, okay, it was like when you're talking about the couch. I know. I yeah. remember. You were like make make. <laughs> That's what it said when I edited it. Make make. <laughs> I didn't even catch it. That's so funny. <laughs> so I'm learning how I'm learning how to get better at this editing. So if you hear a scream cry or us stuttering or repeating ourselves. Or if it just like randomly pauses just like pauses and picks up in a different just know It was crew. We're working on postpartum time with a baby in the closet. <laughs> two weeks two weeks postpartum. Two weeks. Y'all, this girl That's was so at good. church on Sunday. Church. What? On Sunday. Okay, but only half of my hair was done. I feel like everyone was, like, so proud, but I'm like, I only straightened half of my hair because the top half was still wet from my shower. I wish that you could see my face (laughs) that I'm giving her right now. It does not matter. When I say, like, six weeks postpartum before I did anything, like, before (laughs) I did anything, 
I did not leave my house, I don't think. Now, I do know that, like, some people, I think you especially, you're like, I have to get out of my house. I have to. I need to leave these walls. I need to, like, get out and feel, like, fresh air and normalcy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, put me in a cave. Put me in a cave. Me and my baby. Me and my baby and my, take all of it, other people out. Yes. <laughs> but I'll stay in here. <laughs> I cannot do it. Until I... I don't have to wear, like, nursing pads and diapers and that sort of thing. <laughs> I'm I yeah you're you're exactly right I just have to get out I'm so proud of you I have to be you're superwoman and please know I tried to talk her out of it that's true I'm like you don't have to do this like I just need the normalcy you know you're awesome you're superwoman no you are um okay so but as some some people had messaged me on Instagram and was like hey can you share your birth story with us and so I thought a really fun icebreaker would be to tell your funniest birth moment. So far. Yeah. You have four to choose from. I do have four to choose from. I can't remember anything terribly funny. I want you to do it first. Okay. Okay. Also, you have the best birth story with Maddox, so I don't know. I don't think anybody knows that, but I think it's, like, crazy wild and fun. Okay. Um, but I will go first. Okay. So, I, when I was pregnant with Nora, I was, one, really young, and also had never been pregnant before, <laughs> so I didn't know what to expect, and I had, um... I had got my membrane stripped earlier that day, came home, took a nap, and this is not the story that they wanted. They wanted cruise, but anyway, <laughs> hers is the best. So I didn't know. I was sitting in a woman's small group, and I just got really uncomfortable. Like, my back was hurting. Everything sucked. And I remember my fr- our friend Sarah Jordan was, like, sitting next to us, mm-hmm. and I was squeezing her leg so hard, but I had zero idea. Oh, funny. No clue. And then when I saw her later, we- weeks later, she was like, I just figured you were going through something because you were squeezing the mess out of my what legs. What a sweet friend. I know. She never said anything. Oh. And I didn't know I was doing it. Oh, my gosh. But, um, so lo and behold, I didn't know I went into labor at, at women's small, small group. group, and I had no idea. I just saw, I, was, I was like, man, I'm so uncomfortable. So I went home, like, took a hot bath didn't help. Ethan came home from work, like wanted to eat, didn't have an appetite. I was just like in so much pain. I was like, let's go to bed. Showered again because I was like, maybe the heat will help. (laughs) I just felt so miserable and uncomfortable. And we we were like laying in bed and I'm like tossing and I'm turning. And I had had Braxton Hicks. I had went into preterm labor. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? But when I, when they, you go into real labor, your doctor will tell you, you'll just know. That's what my doctor always told me. You'll just know. And, um, during that time, I was so annoyed by that statement, I started calling her Candace instead of Dr. Ludke. <laughs> and so I'd be like, freaking Candace, like, you'll just know when you're in labor. And so I'm like laying there and it's like pushing one o'clock in the morning and me tossing and turning. And I'm like up on my birth ball. And it like, I felt, I feel like if somebody could see me, it was like, you know, like in the movies where like someone's mind actually explodes or like a light bulb comes yes. on. I'm like on my birthing ball, like just like, gosh, I feel so uncomfortable, like rocking back and forth. And then it hits me. Everything she said, she's like, you won't be able to sit still. You won't be able to sleep through them, talk through them. Nothing will make them go away. Like, your breathing will be hard. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, I'm at the labor. Labor since 7 p.m. Yes. I was just like, like, call my mom. I'm like, I'm at labor. I go wake Ethan up, but he had to take a final that day. Actually, two finals that day because he was graduating. Yes. He was supposed to graduate on my due date. And so that's why I had my membrane stripped early. And not early. I was 38 weeks. Um... And I had already been into preterm labor, so full disclosure, I don't think doctors will just go around stripping your membranes, but my body was very ready to have Mm -hmm. a baby. And I was like, wake Ethan up, and he's like, great, what are we going to do? And I was like, I think we should go to the hospital. Well, my mom said that, so I was like, okay, let's go to the hospital. (laughs) 
And so we did. And the hospital was like, you're definitely in labor. Go home. I was like, awesome. Let's do that. So we went home. And I labored at home for the next, I mean, 15 hours. I was in labor for 27 hours before yeah. I had Nora. And but all at home. All at home. I labored at home for a really long time. On a birthing ball, my sister brought me some Jolly Ranchers. Mm-hmm. And my mom would play with my hair, massage my back, and my sister would give me Jolly Ranchers. Mm-hmm. And I alternated from a hot bath to my birthing ball to a hot bath to my birthing ball. Ethan was taking finals. Oh, my gosh. My in-laws were there. My parents were there. My sister was there. <laughs> it was pretty rowdy. But what the funniest thing about all of this is so I'm like, I get to the hospital, it's go time, we're like doing all of the things. I come in at like a six, I'm like dilated to a six by the time I get there. We're doing all of the stuff to get ready. She comes in, Dr. Liebke is like, hey, I'm going to go walk, like, I'm going to go walk my dogs, do some yoga, come back, we're going to have this baby. I'm like, Mm -hmm. awesome. She breaks my water. She leaves. I have the first contraction without my water, and I was like, that sucks. Yeah, you're like, not doing So, that. I had just sent the anesthesiologist away. I was like, I'm so great at natural labor. <laughs> brought that man right back. 27 yeah. hours. <laughs> uh, brought that man back so quick. Got an epidural. Took a nap. A fat nap for like an hour. And then I woke up and went to go start pushing. And I was not successful at pushing. I was so tired. My body wasn't working. And so, this is the funny part. Is she got out a sheet a big, oh, yeah. big bed sheet. And so I'm like in stirrups playing tug of war with my OB. <laughs> Her legs are like counter weighted oh, yes. on my bed. Yes. And she's like, I'm like literally like at first I thought she was kidding. She's like so, laboring just as much as you were. Yes. She's like pulling me so hard and she's like, pull. And I'm like, I'm like, so, so, I'm like so young and so terrified. No, it was like so, <laughs> I was like, I'm so confused. Ooh. And so that that didn't work, and then so then she like brings out this mirror, and she's like, I think like the thought process was like if I could see, what was happening, maybe I'd be more like yeah. um inept to keep pushing, yes. and um saw did not love that You're like take it away take it away I just stopped pushing I was just like <laughs> no <in> forever <laughs> change my mind, so that poor woman so then finally she's like okay we're gonna take a break. We took a, we took a really like maybe like five ten fifteen minutes like um of not pushing just practice pushing, mm-hmm. and and then finally, I just um the pain the pressure you know like there's like mm-hmm. a certain like where they're like entering into your actual like it's like called stages, and so they go from like negative three to like right at the canal. I didn't know those things. Yeah, so right when that happened, when I my I went from negative three to right in the canal mm-hmm. it was time to push and then the baby came out Aww, three pushes there you go and so just took a really long time to push mm. that baby out and we played devil war she was like all those all those weeks that i was trying to send you into labor mom just kidding I'm yeah really cozy in here. I'm not coming it was so tonight. bizarre and cruise was totally different so for the people who wanted to know i literally had to ha- well i had to have antibiotics this time around so mm-hmm. i was in the hospital for a really long time and they were asking me to not labor mm-hmm. so they were like just be really still like yeah, I actually, it was not bad. Um, at one point, I was like, well, if I can't have, if I can't do anything, can I um, eat dinner? Mm-hmm. And because we showed, we showed up without, because I, I was having contractions, we went in. And then, so they let me eat dinner. She, like, unhooked me from all the machines and let me stay off them for, like, two hours nice. at that point. So it was so nice. I got, like, a big burger. It was wonderful. That's awesome. And then at one o'clock in the morning, she came in to, like, break my water and, like, because I had already had one round of antibiotics. Mm-hmm. I was about to start the second round, um, like, six hours later. And so... It was really nice, and when it was time to put, I was, like, stalled at a six for the longest time, for, like, 
I don't know, from like five, three, two, three, two or three o'clock in the morning till six o'clock in the morning. And I was on the phone with Nora and everybody who now listens to this podcast lovingly calls her a tiny little savage because she is. <laughs> and I was on FaceTime with her and I had my first real contraction where you're, they're like going down into the canal mm-hmm. and, um, I feel like a ship channel that every time I say canal, that's what I keep picturing in my brain, like a little ship moving through the channel. That's funny. But anyway, a little ship going yes. through a little bitty canal. Nora said, <laughs> I had my first contraction on the FaceTime with her and she said, ew, why is your face like that? No. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, cause, um, Nora, I like, I was like, I love you. I gotta go. Mm-hmm. Hung up the phone and, um, my nurse walked in and I was like, it's go time. And she was like, I just checked you. You were at a six. I was like, it's go time. Mm-hmm. And so she checked me and I was, I was at a 10 and I was like crowning. Oh my and gosh. so she was like, I gotta get your doctor. <laughs> and so she like got my doctor and my doctor came in and thankfully she was there and ready. Yes. She like suited up. She was on call. So she just like came in, she like suited up and she was like, and that whole time, like I was like telling them, I'm like, this baby's coming. And she, so by the time they did all of that, it had been like maybe 10 minutes since I had talked to Nora mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and my doctor was like, all right, at the first of the contraction, I want you to start pushing. And my contractions were about a minute long and, um, I pushed twice and this baby just flew out. Oh my God. Literally. I was like less than a minute. <laughs> I pushed world. two times and the baby was here. So Crew, good job. He was, he was real ready. <laughs> he was like, get me out of here. Yes. From six to six. 23 or something like that. That's, that's awesome. how fast that happened. Yay. <laughs> so there's my super long birth stories for you guys. Those are wonderful birth stories. You have three beautiful babies. Oh yeah, Abel's was chill. <laughs> <laughs> he waited. Yeah. He waited to get everybody. Abel's was eight hours start to finish. That's incredible. Okay. Um, so Maddox? I, I, well, I mean, I think Maddox is, is okay. wild, but um, you can say anything you want. He's not the C-section. Mm-mm. That. Okay. No. So... Maddox was my only one that I had vaginally. Like, he was the only one that I went into labor with. That's a lie. Didn't go into labor with him. Went into the hospital to be induced mm-hmm. because I was 41 weeks. And um, actually, I, I, I tried to go into labor. Um, <laughs> I, like, thought, so I was, like, thinking, I was, like, walking all the time, doing all the things that you're not supposed to do when you're, like, 40 weeks pregnant. You yes. know? And everybody's like, take it easy. And I'm like... No. I want to do lunges and squats and all these things. Move all the furniture, wash all the clothes, just all of that stuff that your body is just like too big and yeah, you just can't do. Um, but thinking like, okay, this is going to help me go into labor if I just mm-hmm. stay moving. So I went into the hospital. They were like, yeah, you're not in labor. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but I'm having contractions. They're like, no, they're not even registering. Like, no, <laughs> go home. Dang it. And it just so happened that that week, a little hurricane was in the Gulf. It actually came, it came about, I can't remember what it was called. It was a G. It started with a G. Like, Gustav, or Gustav, I think. Mm. And it turned out to be, like, not that big of a hurricane. But I went into the hospital that night. Um, they sent me home, and so then the next week, the doctor's like, hey, come in on Thursday night. We'll induce you overnight, and you'll have a baby the next day. I'm like, sounds great. So... All through that week, another hurricane develops in the Gulf, and this one was Ike. And so any of you that can remember back to 2008. Insanity. All of South Texas shut down and started mm-hmm. evacuating up Highway 45, which we lived in Huntsville at the time. And I go in Thursday night. Um, they induce me, start Pitocin, all this stuff. Well, then the next day, 
um, they had broke my water and I was like in that, that pain that Sierra's mm-hmm. talking about, like, Mm-mm, not about it, but it was too early. This is like back in the day before they, they're like, epidural, slow your, slow your progress. So they didn't give mm-hmm. me an epidural. They gave me some other medicine. I do not remember a single thing. <laughs> like all of Ryan's family came into town because they were living in Beaumont. They came up 45, stopped at the hospital to like check on us and then left to evacuate. I have no recollection of that. None. <laughs> Meanwhile, all of South Texas is shutting down. Everybody on the Gulf Coast is evacuating, and I have no idea that this is happening. I'm like, every once in a while, I'm like opening my eyes and seeing like my mom and dad pace and like around <laughs> watching the news while I'm in labor. And um, eventually, I have Maddox. It was my nurse pulled one of those tricks on me where she was like, okay, we're going to do some practice pushing. I was like, oh, yay, let's practice. And then she was like, okay, I need you to stop. I need you to stop pushing. We need to find your doctor. I'm like, I thought we were practicing. Like, I can't push. I'm like, I'm so good at practicing. I know. And she's like, no, no, no more pushing. we got to get your doctor. 15 minutes later. Oh, friends. Okay, so his, I didn't know this either at the time, but his whole family evacuated into the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Because he had, he was on call. He couldn't leave the hospital. They were locking the hospital down. Like, no one in, no one out anymore. Like, it is game time. We, things are, like, for real shutting down. And I have Maddox. It was wonderful. And then, like, four hours later, the electricity goes off in the entire hospital. So they turn on the generators. It is September. It is 99 degrees outside, Mm -hmm. maybe 92 at night. And there's no air conditioning. There are no lights in our rooms. There's only lights in the hallways and at the nurses' stations and at the bathrooms. And the cherry on top of the cake if you've ever lived in Huntsville, you know there are prisons on every corner. <laughs> like, more prisons than there are churches probably in that town. It's like, there's like eight eight prisons. So many! And mm-hmm. one of them used to be, during this time, was a women's prison. <laughs> and guess what? Pregnant women in prison. And that barometric pressure dropped, and like eight of them went into labor. So where do they go? Our hospital! So they have like all these guards on duty in the hallway... They have women handcuffed to laboring beds, and they move all of the regular patients into, like, those, um, the, the curtain off. Yes, the triage mm-hmm. rooms. And so I'm in another room with a woman who just had a C-section, and it's me and my mom and Ryan, all squished in one little side. Oh her gosh. and her boyfriend on the other side. They're, like, the 17. Oh. We were not even in the hospital for 22 hours after Maddox was born. They're like, do you want to go home? We're like, Yes. And then we realized, can't go home, no electricity, can't drive on the road. So we ended up um, evacuating to College Station. So we spent two weeks in College Station after Maddox was born. Wild. The worst part of this story is that because I went in on Thursday night, I had dinner on Thursday night early, Did could not eat anything that entire next day. Mm-hmm. Friday, all the cafeteria workers had been sent home because they were like non-essential they brought me a cold ham sandwich Mm-mm. and a Sprite. Ew. I was so mad. And so then I asked my mom, I was like, can you please go find something? She was like, uh-huh, anything for you, babe. The whole town is shut down. There's like sweet, nothing open. Sweet, shell bell. <laughs> she brings back Fritos and bean dip, and I was never more happy. And then my stomach was thoroughly irritated oh, at I me. Bet. And then Maddox. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I ate an entire jar of bean dip and Fritos. As, like, my first... And then I'm like, here, baby, nurse. Here. <laughs> Here's your bean dip. Oh, my gosh. That's my favorite. It's my favorite because you think, like, that seems really insane because we have, like, hospitals and doctors yeah. and medicine. But yeah. I'm like, there are people who just, like, 
legit back in the day just I know work in the field, go in, have their babies. Seriously. I'm like, totally normal. I cannot imagine. No. On like a bed. No. No doctors. No thank you. Or like maybe like a super old school midwife or something. Which I'm all about a midwife. I'm all about a midwife. I had a midwife for my very last baby for mm-hmm. Ian. She was the biggest advocate for what we had talked about and what we had planned. I actually yeah. loved I lo- loved my OB that I had with um, Eli and Abram. Mm-hmm. And from the beginning of my pregnancy with Ian. And then all of a sudden she was like, I'm not doing this work anymore. And she retired and went and did other work. I was like, okay, bye. I'm <laughs> six months pregnant. What, are you, what do I do now? Um, but that's how I ended up with my midwife, who actually was my neighbor. That's cool. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Um, but she... I went. I did actually go into labor with Ian. He was the first baby that I ever went. I can remember walking around the high school. Yes, with you. Okay, that's so funny. <laughs> they said that. I was like, I just had. I was just thinking about the other day. I was like, I remember when we lived in Huntsville. I was walking out the track with somebody. It was me. It was you. Could not for the life of me remember who it was. It's I'm like right. I know I didn't go up there by myself. I'm just super memorable. You well, you also have a, the insane, most insane memory. I but I when you say this, we say this every podcast, but it's because these are really oh, specific that's right. that's memories right. yeah. for me. Like it was the first time you'd actually asked me to hang out, Aww. just one on one, and so I was nervous. I was like, <laughs> "What are we gonna do? Like just walk?" And then we got there, and you were just like, "It was like totally chill." You're like, "Let's chat, walk. We're gonna have this baby." And that's so we funny. just walked that track. That's what we did. And that's what we did. So funny. <laughs> that was our first hangout. Oh, man. Outside of, like, everything else. So right. That's why I remember. It's, like, tucked away. You're going to have to remind me of that time again. Just know. <laughs> just like, know. I was, like, walking next to this blob. I don't really remember, but... Zero <laughs> <laughs> recollection. It was, like, a shadow, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I was, like, were there even people up there? I know I did not go by myself. I, I can, like, visually see myself chatting, but, like, with who? <laughs> Me. Oh, so sorry. I love you. All these years later, now All we're in a closet chatting. Now we're in a closet. Um, okay, so we have some favorites for yes. you guys. And Sierra's going to start this one off because hers has to do all about with, like, baby and postpartum. Yes. And I know a lot of my friends right now are about to have babies. That's right. So, oh, oh, I didn't think of this earlier, but here's what I think is really smart. If you're pregnant right now and your hospital is not lifting restrictions, you should register for like, um, favor gift cards or Uber Eats Mm -hmm. or something like that. Because if you are not allowed to leave your hospital and you don't want to eat hospital food, cold ham sandwiches and Sprite, gross. No, thank you. Then I think that's like a really good thing to register for. So smart. Or if you're listening to this and you know someone who is pregnant, just gift them that or Venmo them. As soon as you see that they've had a baby or they shoot you a little text like, Ooh, I'm in labor. Yeah. Venmo Venmo. them immediately. It's so smart. It's so helpful to them because with like all, I've had two babies in COVID mm-hmm. now, and that's crazy. Um, Under very strict restrictions. Okay, that's insane. You guys, okay. I show okay. up to my um, pregnancy to have to have crew, and I'm there, and he had to get COVID tested, you know. And my friend Tony was the one who was like in tri- like triaging me, and she was like, "You have to get COVID tested," and I was like, "Tony, like I like I, I literally said this to her. I was like, this definitely will not happen." I was like, but hold on, crew needs us. Crew needs us. Crew needs a minute. Um, and I was like, Tony, this won't happen. But like, what happens if I test positive for COVID? And I was like, but there's like zero chance. Like I'm right. not sick. And so she like walked me through, um, all the things that would happen. And I was like, just so funny. But then she forgot to test me. And so then 
we're like super it's like super late in the night and the anesthesiologist comes in just to just to chat with me and tells me that I tested positive for COVID. Literally, I have zero symptoms, but okay, so if you've had COVID within 90 days um from your test, mm-hmm. then you can still test positive. And I was at the 96 day mark, so they counted it as a new positive COVID. Um, test. So I was in, I actually was in isolation. So it was like more strict right. than <laughs> like Ethan couldn't leave at that point. Yes. Or, or when they came in, Ethan had to wear a mask yeah. or had to sit in a different room. They like wore hazmat suits. They had to like garb up completely. Yes. So it was pretty crazy. Fair. And like, I couldn't get crew circumcised because he couldn't leave the room with me. Um, so kind of funny, but I was really grateful for all Venmos Seriously. and, um, people dropping off food for us. Um, because nurses could bring it in, but we couldn't leave. So so wild. I was just telling Sierra earlier. I was like, I wanted to call that hospital so bad. And they're like, listen, I've been with this girl every day. In a closet. Ten days after <laughs> she got over COVID. And guess what? She's not sick. I'm not she, sick. She didn't get anybody else sick. <laughs> she is okay. Y'all, when the anesthesiologist said that, Gosh. Ethan and I literally laughed out loud. You're like, huh? We, no. Yes, we were like, that's really funny. And he was like, what? <laughs> and we were like, that's so funny. Like, that's a like. Are you joking? Are you kidding? Right? And he was like, "Why would I joke about this?" Like he was so serious, and we were like, and then we felt like idiots because we're like, "Who would joke about having COVID?" <laughs> and he was like, "No." Like the anesthesiologist was like, "I'm sorry, did nobody tell you guys?" And we were like, "No, you're <laughs> you're, you're the first, first person." And we still couldn't tell if he was joking. <laughs> so I like one more time, I had to push it. I was like, are "You're like, kidding!" Okay. Like you're still kidding. <laughs> He was like, and then finally he was like, no, it's right here on the computer screen. Positive for, for oh COVID. Oh my gosh. And I like texted Tony and I was like, I'm positive for COVID? <laughs> Every, this whole hospital knows but me? It was so funny. And that poor anesthesiologist. Um, anyway, like, so. Those are some whack people. Yeah. He was like, COVID's a joke. Yeah. Way to go. <laughs> anyway. So it was super funny to me, but. Um, have somebody favor you. Such a good idea. Food. Yes. And such then a good idea. some other favorite things is, um, there is this product I found with Nora and it's called the Wendy and it is super amazing. It is for trapped gas. And so you can try all the gas drops. Yes. I'm like, they're such a joke. I'm like down a whole bottle already <laughs> and <laughs> for crew and it's not working. Um, but the Wendy is amazing. So you, one, are going to have to be okay with inserting something up your child's butt. Mm-hmm. It just is the way it is. I mean, at this point, you're like, you have to take temperatures like that anyway, so. Yes, my pediatrician's office, that's the only way they do yes. it. And you just put a little Vaseline on it, not a big deal. Crew never cries, Nora's never cried, yeah. Abel's never cried. You put it in there, but the cool thing is, is as soon as you do, you can, lit- it whistles as the gas comes out, <laughs> and it's the most satisfying sound on the planet, oh, because so I'm funny. like... You're just, like, watching them get chill. Yeah. I will... I Maybe if I remember, so don't don't hold me to this, but I'll try to find the video I took oh, of Nora. Because yeah, 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 yeah. she's literally, like, screaming and crying, and then I put the wind in, and then you can see her... You can hear it whistle. Excuse me. And you can just hear her, like... Just, like, watch her relax. Relax. And That's so, so the Wendy. Register for it. Buy it. I just went and bought some the other night at 10 o'clock at night because crew is so gassy. Aww. And, um... <laughs> He does not appreciate me talking about it. He's like, don't tell people about that, mommy. So um, nice. But it's so great. The Wendy, I love it. Man, that would have been, like, a super helpful thing to have. Because we went through Mylocon with him like it was nobody's business. Mm-hmm. All of the Mylocon, all of the time. And I'm like you. I just kept using it because I felt like it was the only... Option it was there was. Not, and it was yeah. back in the day. 
Um, it was the only option. And I remember when you bought that with Nora, I was like, that is the weirdest, grossest thing I've mm-hmm. ever heard of. And then she was like, perfect. Yes. And it, I bought it, it again. literally works miracles, you guys. Yes. I I am Baby Frida's biggest fan I know. across the board, yeah. but I think I'm like known for supporting the Wendy. Seriously. Well, yeah, because it started it. off with the nose sucker thing. Mm-hmm. And then... They just make such, such smart products. Yes. Like... The no sucker. Mm-hmm. They actually have like an entire um, freedom mom kit I've after seen birth. That. Yeah, yes. I don't think it's worth it right. because the hospital gives you like eighty percent of those things. Yes, but um, I'm like I trust them. So. Yeah, totally. The Wendy's amazing. Okay, and so this next thing that is a favorite is actually not my favorite. It's another Sierra favorite. But okay. I wish somebody would have told me this. Yes. Way back when I was having babies. Okay, so. Also, I told someone this the other day. I was like, oh, you bleed after you have a baby. Mm-hmm. And they were like, what? Ugh. No one had told them that before. Okay, things your mom didn't tell you. Things your mom did not tell you. You could bleed for up to six weeks. It, you probably you will. You probably will. Like, you... Not heavy, heavy the whole time. No. But there's a Those lot. first few weeks... There's a lot coming out. It's a lot. Like, shocking. And if it's not happening, that doesn't that did not happen to you. Right. Amazing. Right. Good for you. Yeah. Super that's great. Awesome. Majority of people, there's a lot of blood coming out of there. Okay. Can I tell you when I first when I had Maddox and they were like, okay, this is what you want to look for when you like go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. They like make you catch all of that stuff. Do they make you do that? Nope, not anymore. Oh my god, bless. <laughs> <laughs> Doctors are come some come so far in the past twelve <laughs> years, almost thirteen. Um, they would make you like pee over this little strainer oh sick so they could see the size of the stuff that's coming out of you bless you bless you crew isn't that gross that's disgusting i know so now they just tell you little heads up they're like if you see anything that's like the size of a tennis ball or a ping pong ball thank you or like a baseball they're like let us know yes because up to a ping pong ball is normal is normal for clotting isn't that weird it is like okay but also, because when your placenta comes out, it leaves, like, a dinner-sized whole, like... Oh, yeah. Dinner-sized plate scab wound inside oh of you. Oh, my gosh. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, like, anyway, things your mom never told you. Birth things is, your birth mom is wild. never told you. Also, I didn't know this. It makes total sense. But, like, your doctor inspects your placenta. Yeah. They, like, piece it together to make sure they get it all out. Yes. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And... You have to birth it mm-hmm. separately mm-hmm. sometimes. I didn't remember mine with Maddox. So, okay, so Abel and crew, mm-hmm. mine came out with baby, which is normal, oh. which is what is supposed to happen. Like, okay, maybe okay. just, like, one extra little, like, push. They, mm-hmm. like, tug. It comes out. Okay. Everything's supposed to be super chill. Gotcha. Nora, I birthed Nora, and we're laying there, and then, like, ten minutes later, my doctor's like, all right, um, let's start pushing. And I was like, for what? There's the baby. <laughs> I'm dead. And she was like, uh, your, your placenta? And I was like, my hooey? <laughs> like, like, I didn't know about this part. I'm like, is that another baby you named? Yeah, no, <laughs> like, thank what's a placenta? No, thank you. Just kidding. I knew what a placenta was, but I also was like very shocked that I, and I had to push it like, out. like birth round two. That did not happen for my other two babies, but it could happen. Uh, okay, but the thing I'm recommending is that you wear a lady's diaper. Do it. Because they're going to give you pads. Well, in the hospital, they'll give you mesh panties mm-hmm. and these giant pads that look like puppy dog pads. Yeah. They're amazing. Use those up. Also, they're basically the size of a newborn diaper. What? Well, Maybe bigger. Like, so much bigger. <laughs> I'm like, they're amazing. Use those, use those, use those. But then when you leave the mm-hmm. hospital, that's a joke. 
So get you some women's diapers Mm -hmm. and just rock them for a little bit. Like you'll be more comfortable. And when you're sleeping, it has like a better area for catching all of the blood. It just, you're just going to feel better about it. And they're, yeah, like it's easy cleanup. You don't have to go buy new panties just to ruin. Thank you. Yeah. And I and lots of you just bought new underwear, so true. don't use these for postpartum. Unless you didn't, then catch yeah. up. Yeah, seriously. I'm wearing my new underwear. Proud of you. Thank you. I'm about to buy some. I'm so excited. Because my, my I told Ethan, I said, when I am done having children, and we're done having children, mm-hmm. that's it. I'm, I'm getting new underwear. And so I'm very excited to do it. Also, I was very proud of myself that I stuck with two colors. Very proud of you. I know. It's very, like, I wish I could go for the, um, like, the, the wardrobe. What's it called? Like, the capsule wardrobe mm. where you're like I have these five yes. shirts these five pants and that's what I wear all the time and that's what you wear all the time but so, I haven't committed to that yet but I did in my underwear drawer in my underwear drawer <laughs> I, I'm I'm committed to that all my things are black or gray I know or green and you always look so cute <laughs> yeah you do <laughs> anyway and then the last my last recommendation is if you can find a lactation consultant um, in your hospital and reschedule with them after they meet you the first time, mm-hmm. or you can find one just in your community, mm-hmm. use one. It's, they're wonderful. Even if you've nursed a baby before, there's like still so much benefit to just having one come to your home and meet with you. Um, and if you're in college station, her name is Rachel Supersensky. She's super wonderful. And, um, she will like that you pay them what you can. Yes. It's really amazing. And they come to your home, and they, like, email with you. They text with you, just, like, helping you mm-hmm. make your way through nursing. It's super incredible. I'm really good. She came to my house today. So helpful. Just to help me, just because for peace of mind, just for right. a weighted feed. That's the only reason she came. She, like, and you know what she did? Actually, while she was there, she held Abel so I could change Cruz's diaper. Oh. She held Cruz so I could change Abel's diaper. Oh. She was, like, super wonderful. So if you're learning causation and you need a lactation consultant, she's your She's your person. I wish I would have had, I wish I would have had one of those. The only thing that I knew about when I lived in Huntsville was like, go to the La Leche League. Oh yeah. And it's like a whole group of women talking about how to nurse their babies. And I was not comfortable with that. Mm -mm. I'm sure it's wonderful for those of you who are maybe involved in that, but for it as a like first time mama, yes, I wasn't about to go do all that. No, I think it would have been more successful. I've been super grateful for, she was with me through all of Abel's things. Yeah. And she's been with me for crew. Super wonderful. I didn't have one with Nora Mm -hmm. and breastfeeding was awful. Yeah. Yeah. Sucked so bad. Yeah. That was a bad time. Anyway, those are my recommendations. Happy baby world. Yay. Okay. So I don't have any recommendations as far as products, but I was just telling Sierra that I just finished a really good book. Um, and it was fiction, it was not fiction, it was based on a true story. Mm. So, I mean, there's like tidbits of fiction in there, right. but it's pretty much, it's all a true story. And it's about, it's called, um, a light, no, the light in, the light in the hidden places. That's what it is. Ooh. <laughs> and I don't remember the author, but it's actually a young readers. It's like one of those young youth. Yeah. I don't know what it is. That's okay. It's like YA. I don't know what that stands for. Youth adults. I don't know what it is. Young adults. Young, <laughs> young adults. adults. <laughs> Help us. Oh, young adult. Young adult book. But it was really clean. It was fiction. It had yeah. like a sweet love story in it. But it's about this girl who's like 16 years old when Germany takes over Poland. And she rescues 13 Jewish people and keeps them alive until the war is over. It's incredible that sounds insane she is a heroine and she was raising her sister by herself her seven-year-old sister when all this happened wow. 
plus the 13 Jewish people that she had in her attic. Y'all, at one point during this book, two German nurses move in with her because the SS basically said, you're on property that's really close to the army hospital and we have to have a place for our nurses to stay. The two nurses were dating SS soldiers and so every single day, those four Germans were in her house with 13 Jewish people in their attic. Wow. Insane. It's such a good book. It sounds really good. It was so good. I read it in one day. Yeah. I got homeschooling done yesterday and then I read. Yes. Didn't do anything else. Well, we went to soccer practice. I read at soccer practice. Okay, for real. That's that's, that's the jam. And I'll just say, it was the most stressful day (laughs) because I had... To keep 13 Jewish people alive in my... It's like, yes. I was, like, in the book. <laughs> you were like, and there was these two nurses that moved in with me, and their boyfriends were coming, That's and how, I was telling my Jews to be quiet. Yes, that is how I read books. I'm, like, fully invested. Yes. Like, everything is, that is happening to that, like, Same. point of view it is happening to me. Same. I, like, was so riled up. It was hard for me to go to sleep last night. I'm like, why am I feeling so antsy? I'm like, oh. Because I was in I was in Nazi Germany <laughs> trying to survive and feed my family. You know, like my vacation to Germany was a real rough. <laughs> but it's such a good book and it's such an easy read. And uh, even though it doesn't have anything to do with Jesus, this girl with a heroine. And, and I bet you could find a hundred correlations to the Lord. Oh my gosh. You know I mean? Every like even the rocks yes. will cry out. Yes, even the rocks will cry out. So I mean, I this girl is Catholic and I don't know about her relationship with Jesus because the book doesn't focus on that. But I'm like, girl, yeah, you saved lives. Okay. And risked your own. And I just read a book. Yeah. Called The Cross and the Switchblade. And David Wilkerson. David Wilkerson. And it is a real book. It, it is. is. It is not fiction, but it reads like fiction. I think I would like it. It is so good. If y'all could see my face, it's because I had to pause and make a, mm, mm. that's so good. I read it so quickly, like not in one day because hashtag newborn. Yeah. But if that could tell you anything about how good this book is, I was, I fit it into newborn land. Yeah. So I'd put my kids down to bed and I would just like be like strap on a baby to nurse and then start reading. Or when the kids were outside playing, I would put Nora in her swing and Abel in his packing. Yes. Not saying it was good parenting, but <laughs> I was <laughs> but I got like, a good book in. Yes, I could not stop. It was so good. He just talks about obviously um, how he got called into New York to minister to the gangs, mm-hmm. and it was so good. And it's such a quick and easy read. And I've heard about it all of growing up in yeah, Chi Alpha, yeah, yeah. and mm-hmm. I've read bits and pieces over the time, but never just sat down and read it. And it was phenomenal. I know it is one of those books everybody's. Everybody says you should read that book, and I, I never it's have It's so quick. I bet you would finish it in one day. Okay. It's happening. It's just so good. I have been recommending it to everybody. Um, anyway, look at us both reading books in one month. I know. Look at us go. What so a good. day. Just a couple of days. Yeah. We, just we a should do this days. more often. <laughs> we could have so many books read in a month. So many books read. <laughs> um, okay, so my last recommendation is music, actually. And, okay, so I can't speak about everything this band does because I've only listened to like their latest project. But if you listen to the Bible project podcast, they always have like cool music that they play in between like their segments Mm -hmm. and they always tell you who it is. And they featured this band. I don't know what episode it was. I think it was one of their latest episodes called poor Bishop Hooper H O O P E R. (laughs) Okay. And it's a husband and a wife and their goal in 2020 was to turn every single Psalm to a song. So cool. It is so good. 
I need to listen to it. You sent it to me a few days ago, and I didn't I, do it's it. It's so good. I'm like, I'm slightly I'll do it on obsessed. The way home. I'm like, it feels good because it's it's lyrics straight from the Bible. Right. It's got really cool music, and their voices are beautiful. Yes. And I just love. I'm like, go. That's a really cool goal. That is. I so. love it. Anyways, poor Bishop Hooper on Spotify. You should look it up. Sounds really cool, poor yeah, Bishop Hooper. I know. Sounds and really like. I know, kind of like indie, like. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. We're like jagged. Yeah, yeah you can't see our faces, but. <laughs> oh, you should totally look into it. It's good music. It's good for your soul. Yes. Okay. And I'm about to have to go get Nora. So. I know. So we're going to be done with this podcast. We're going to wrap it up. But we wanted to say, just put a bug in y'all's ear, we're going to start looking into getting some microphones. Yes. And because we officially, thanks to you guys, have made our first paycheck Woo-hoo. through Anchor, which is really cool. So it's like, weird. We're making it sound like it's like big bank over here but I mean, it's a start it is a start and we want to we want to put it back into not getting out of the closet yet but just getting yeah. some better equipment yes um so we don't know how we're going to go about it but we're going to start either thinking about like um doing like a campaign to like mm-hmm. just like crowdfund the rest of it yeah um just because we are really enjoying the podcast we're really enjoying the way it's like ministering to people mm-hmm. and we want to keep doing it but in better quality yeah and we just want y'all to have a better experience on that end. Yes. Because um, we sound great to ourselves in here. Totally. <laughs> I had someone Marco Polo me the other day, and they were, like, just encouraging us. Mm-hmm. Like, super loved the episodes we've been putting out. And then, but they were like, but the thing is, I'll get in my car, and I'll forget to turn the radio down. Yeah. And she was like, because I have to turn it all up to, like, 50. Yes, yes. And then she'll get in her car, and the music will start, like, blaring out. Like, yes. And she's like, oh, my gosh. She or like, somebody so gets like, really serious and gets really quiet. Yes. And so. Hashtag me. Yeah, it's not right. me. I'm loud always. <laughs> I, I get my thinking voice on. And you're like, oh, that's so good. <laughs> anyway, oh, cute little face. Cute crew. I wish that y'all could see him in here right now. He's Maybe so he should be precious. our picture. Oh, that's a good idea. For this episode. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. That's going to be it. We love you guys so much. We hope that these recommendations um, are good for you. We hope that you read good books this month. Mm-hmm. We hope that you have been spring cleaning your soul and your home yes. and that you are taking all of those, tr- gosh, that wisdom, oh, those truths from gosh. Patrice and Amber and applying them to your life. Uh, so good. Heads up. I got a new kitchen. So okay. true. I painted my cabinets green. We talked about a green couch with Patrice and I decided that's, I don't want to invest in couches when my kids are still here. Yeah. That's smart. <laughs> um, but I painted my lower cabinets green. Looks so good. I replaced some light fixtures. I know. I'm really excited. So I thanks Patrice. It. You're the best. Seriously. I bought a rug. Wah! It'll be here tomorrow. I didn't know that. Yeah, it'll Yay. be here tomorrow. Thanks, Patrice. Patrice is awesome. And Amber, thank Amber, you. you brought Wrecked the truth. me. You, okay, has she had the most listens? Out of every podcast Out we've ever posted. Out of every posted. single podcast we've ever posted, Amber Dearshaw had the most listens. So. And for, no, like, for such good reason. Yes. Because. Just so much wisdom. Wrecked us. We are still getting messages about Amber's podcast so that coming good. in, just, like, seeing how much it ministered to them and, like. They're, like, chewing it over, thinking about this, yes. and we're just, like, we feel really honored that we get to talk to you guys, learn yeah. from you, but also that we get to share this kind of, in, the, in this platform. It's yeah. super cool, guys. Yeah, so thank you, Amber. Thank you, Patrice. Thank you, Sierra, for no. having this awesome idea. Stop it. <laughs> um, we love you guys, and we hope that you have a great weekend. joining us on harvest today don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform come hang out with us on instagram and as always thanks for listening